Hi, this is Caroline, and I'm here with Aaron, and this is part two of our episode with Trey. Trey is a USTA rated 4.5, and he installs and maintains tennis courts. So we have a number of questions for him about that. But he also is a self-taught tennis player. If you want to learn more about him teaching himself, please check out part one. But here is part two. So Trey, why do you have to wear special shoes on the tennis court? Yeah. Yes. With uh, with hard courts, it's, it's not really a big deal. Um you know, because you're the surface doesn't really change with with your footing, you know, with clay, you're on a, you know, the surface moves kind of with you and with asphalt hard courts, there's not much movement to it. Um, so it's not, not a big deal with, with the hard court side of things. But with clay courts, it's really important. You know, like if you, if you take tennis shoes onto a clay court, you know, you're just you're going to be able to tell where that person is moved, because, you know, it, it picks up so much more the court. Um you know, than a hard court does. And so, you know, when you look at soles on, you know, I know they make two different, they make, you know, hard court soles and soft and, you know, uh, clay court ones, but really, I mean, any general tennis shoe, you know, you do have some treading on the bottom of it, but that's not going to dig into the clay as much as, you know, like a regular pair of running shoes. Cause they have, you know, those heavy treads on the bottom and that kind of digs into that, you know, that first kind of surface of clay, um, and those can really kind of damage a court real quick, you know, if you have multiple people playing, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's more so on clay than it is for hard courts. doesn't do as much damage on a, on a hard court as it does on a clay court. Yeah. I had no idea about that. When I first started playing, I joined our club that we're at now and my husband and I just went out there with our like racket from Target, right. And our like workout yes. We yes. call them tennis shoes, which, you know, they're not really for tennis, but so we call them tennis shoes. And the pro, the pro before Megan was at the club came running out and yelled at us and told us to get off the courts. And we were like, what is going on? What, you know, I had no idea that there were different tennis shoes for clay courts. So people that are listening to that mostly play on hard courts, that might be, you know, something that um, new for them to learn too. But there are definitely different shoes for different surfaces. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any color trend going on right now? Are blue quartz more popular? Is have you noticed anything? Um, you know, mm-hmm. I would say probably ninety-five percent of the quartz that we resurface are, you know, pretty much US open colors. So um most of the time it's gonna be like a medium green or grass green outer bounds, um, and then gonna be like a dark blue uh for your inbound lines. Uh that's right. probably the majority. I mean, we'll get um you know, we'll get some crazy, some crazy requests sometimes, uh, you know, for uh, there's a, a place that we're doing some resurfacing and they're pirates. And so they're wanting like a yellow and purple. Um, so we're just trying to figure out, you know, with high school and right. USTA, if they do, if they do allow those courts, because you kind of have to see, um, there has to be a, a big color difference, um, you know, f- to be able to call lines correctly. You know, if you have a yellow yellow coloring on a white line, mm-hmm. it's going to be pretty difficult to to see, to see, you know, to call the ball in or out. So we're trying to work, you know, figure that out right now. But yeah, for the most part, it's, you know, it's either going to be a two-tone green and blue. Some places will do a, a dark green inner, uh, inbounds or in a lighter green out of bounds. Um, but majority of them is, you know, your U.S. open colors is what, what we do. Can I tell you what doesn't work for colors on a court? <laughs> um, dark red inbounds and dark green out of bounds, which is a college that we played at during States. And I think my feet were going to melt 
like I don't I couldn't even like walk on the inbounds. I remember part. that. Yes. When I wasn't playing my singles match, I literally had to stay on the outbounds because the the red part of the inbounds was so hot I couldn't walk on it. So yeah. When you get those for not to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was at States when you're in I'm pretty sure it was like Norman area. We were playing out of high school and I think it was uh, the temp was like 102 and I think court temp was like 115 and um, it was darker, darker colors. And, th- mm-hmm. and that definitely, you know, that's going to absorb a lot of that heat um, and kind of project it back up to you. So, you know, the yeah. lighter colors that you get, it's going to be a little bit cooler. But yeah, most, you know, most of the, the courts are going to be a darker color. So on those hot days, especially in States and like Norman that time of year, it's definitely not, uh, you know, you got to, got to air those feet out after, after imagine. I played all singles in the States that, that weekend. And so it was, uh, yeah, it's definitely a learning experience. I hydrated quite a bit before then knowing what was coming. Um, yeah, but you definitely see, you know, people overheating just with how hot those courts get. Okay. I have one more question, which is, are they installing any smart courts or putting any new technology in courts right now? I mean, I know I would love to have a court that tells me when a ball is out or out or in Mm -hmm. in or out. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> are you say, seeing anything like that? As far as like being able to, you know, like line calling or just kind of more of like a... Yes, we want a magical court that calls our lines, Trey. That's what we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't see it as much on kind of the like uh, technology side of things. You know, there is a lot of technology within, you know, the court itself. We, um, our supplier that we do our coatings with, you know, they have, they're always coming out, you know, with, you know, we have cushion courts, uh, cushion court system, uh, that we can put in. So it's a little bit softer. It's about, you know, 14 layers, um, for the process. Um, and so I've played on one when we lived in Virginia and it, it was interesting. You know, I, it almost felt it, you know, played, it looked like a hardcore, but you know, the way it bounced and you can feel the cushion that it almost played, you yeah. know, almost as slow as like a clay court would. Um, and I was m- almost more sore after playing on that surface than I did, you know, a regular hardcore. So we do have those systems, um, you know, as far as just cushion court wise and, you know, they, as far as kind of on the clay court side of things, you know, there's always, um, you know, you have like your above ground water systems and you have your below ground watering systems and, you know, those, that technology, um, you know, it's always evolving, uh, you know, to where, you know, pros can be on their iPhones and control the watering of their courts. Um, so we see a lot of that kind of on the clay court side of things. Um, but you know, you never know with, with technology and stuff nowadays that I'm sure it's coming. Um, we just haven't seen, you know, any crazy leaps yet, but there is, you know, there are a lot of, you know, technologically advanced courts out there um, that we do as well. Okay. I have one that um, everyone listening to this is going to want to know. Can we afford to put a court in our backyard and can second serve buy one and put one in either Carolyn's or my backyard? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to guess the answer is no, Absolutely but I want to know why. <laughs> you know, you can, we, um, you know, it's, you can, you know, as long as you have the room for it, uh, you know, I think a, a general, you know, rule of thumb for, for just like a single backyard core is a 60 by 120. Um, that gives you enough overrun space and, and playing space with those. But, you know, like I said, they're not going to be cheap. I think probably a one, a single court backyard court right now with fencing and asphalt, 
um, you know, you're probably looking at about, I'd say between, you know, 58 and $65,000 for, you know, to put in a court. So, um, you know, it's doable, you know, if, if you, you know, yeah. if you, we need more, you know, have the means to we do need, it. We need a lot of advertisers <laughs> and affiliate links. <laughs> Will anyone donate a court to us? Right. <laughs> All for research, for research for <laughs> yeah. the podcast. Um, yeah, no, we, I mean, we do a lot of residential courts, um, you know, people whose kids are training, um, you know, they will put, you know, they'll, they'll put mm-hmm. those in, uh, we've been installing them regularly this past year, especially with COVID and a lot of people staying home, um, and kids staying home, you know, we did see an influx in, you know, residential courts being built for people. And, um, we talked a little bit about pickleball, um, before we started recording, but are you, um, seeing, are you guys lining courts for pickleball too? Are you installing like a regular size tennis court and then making two pickleball courts out of it? Or are you installing pickleball specific courts? Yeah. So we've been, I mean, we've seen a a pretty big influx of pickleball um, requests to be built as well uh, over the past, probably three and a half years. Um, You know, normally like say you have, you know, two court, you know, uh, two tennis courts, you know, usually it's like a 108 by 120, um, you know, dimension wise, and you can fit, you know, you can fit six courts, six pickleball courts, um, you know, in, in that space. Wow. Uh, so we have done a lot of conversions from, from tennis courts, you know, converting them over to permanent pickleball courts. Um, you know, a lot of some city parks in Raleigh and kind of all over the place you're seeing that. So it's definitely growing and we've seen, um, you know, an influx in community courts to, you know, blended pickleball lines, uh, so it, it's, it's, it's been crazy to see, right. um, but it's good. I mean, it, it's a fun sport. I've played it uh, very, very fun sport, easy to pick up on. So I can definitely see, you know, the allure of it to, you know, to people who may not want to play tennis, you know, but it pickleball, I think is, it's a fun alternative to it. Agreed. Um, Trey, have you ever put in a tennis court that, so I was at Raleigh Racket today and Mike actually, mm-hmm. your, your Mike was the first one that noticed this. There's a hitting there's a court that um, has a ball machine on it and it actually like they have, I don't know if you can see what I'm doing. They have like a dip in the back of the court. So all the balls get shot to one end where the ball machine is. So the player stands on the opposite end of the ball machine, obviously. And then they, mm-hmm. hit, you know, back and then there's a divot, like a lot, like a, I don't know, five or six inch lower side, lower part to the court. And then all the balls. Yeah. Get I think I, that. I think I know what you're talking about. It almost, it reminds do me guys do of that? like a, like a batting cage, um, to where, you know, it kind of feeds the balls up. Yes. The machine. I, yes, exactly. I, it's not yeah. something that we install. I have yeah, seen it. That's genius. I mean, I've seen it there to where, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's, I mean, it's a great idea, you know, cause all those balls just kind of funnel, you know, down into there right? and you're, you know, you're able to utilize yes. that time hitting so much more effectively. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I've seen him. I, I've seen it. I've seen it there. And I've seen okay. it at another at another club. Um, I mean, it's a brilliant idea. I mean, it's yeah. it's definitely um, it is brilliant. Because yeah. I had a I had a um, invention for a ball machine apparatus, but it was like a suction, like a mm-hmm. big vacuum. Yes. <laughs> but then I was like, Mike told me about this thing. He's like, is there really a court that's like, you know, got a low area where all the balls kind of feed into it? I'm like, I've never seen that. And today I walked by it and yeah, actually I mean, took a picture something- of it. I was going to text it to Carolyn. It's smart. Yeah. Because that's I mean, the worst part of hitting with the ball machine. Yeah. Is I think picking it's, up yeah, balls. it's picking up exactly. balls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, you know, if a club requested it, it's 
probably something that we could, you know, we could build um, as far as, you know, and find somebody to, right. you know, build a machine that did it. Um, but yeah, no, Raleigh Rackets really interesting because they kind of, you know, they have that. And then they also have, I just played on recently, the Cali clay, the red Cali clay um, in their bubble courts. And then they have them in it. the uh, court, I think in the clubhouse. The, the courthouse. And it was really odd with those. You know, I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, it's, but it was just really hard seeing, you know, it, it really kind of playing on them. You know, you really had to kind of pay attention to where the ball hit because it doesn't really leave a, a mark on the court where the ball hits. Um, yeah. And so it was, uh, I mean, I loved it. It was really awkward for me to slide on the first couple of times because I felt like I was just going to stop. <laughs> um, but after a few, after, you yeah. know, about three or four games playing on it, I mean, I really like it. It's, uh, it's a great product. It's very easy to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it definitely, they're the first, I think, courts in the area in North Carolina to have them, actually. Um, I know we kind of, you know, we didn't put those in, but we we worked with them, you know, to get the guys out from Cali Clay to, to put that in. Yeah. Well, and the courthouse has, um, I call it, it's almost like playing on, a, it's, it's still the red clay, but it's like playing on a carpet that's sprinkled with clay on top of it. It has yeah. like a weird, it's, that's the only way I can really describe it. And at first when I stepped on it, I was like, this is so weird because I'd never been on it before. But now I actually <laughs> like the feel of the courthouse clay better than the bubble clay. I don't know why. I think they're, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're two different surfaces or not, but the one in the courthouse feels like you're on a, on a, like a, you know, a carpet with no shag, obviously. Yeah, carpet and with then some there's clay, clay pretty much that. is, you know, it's just kind of getting yeah, comfortable on it's it. It's crazy. It's yeah. great. I really like, I really like yeah. it. Um, I love it's it. It's probably one of my favorite surfaces I've played on. Mm-hmm. Me too. And, and I feel just like Rafa Nadal on the red clay. Is that how you feel? Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks again to Trey for being on the podcast. If you'd like to contact Trey about any court issues, we've put his contact information in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to see a picture of Trey, please check out our website, which is com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. 